This is Metro FM Talk with Ayabonga Tawe. Send your voice notes to Metro FM Talk at 79191 Good evening, Ayabonga. I'm grateful that you are back and we were in good hands as you were absent. And as I'm saying, we are grateful that you are back. Like I was analyzing the, the national anthem, Africa, God save Africa. God is trying to save South Africa. You know, these coalitions, it gives us a, a little bit of fresh air. And I'm happy the way things are happening. For me, I think Jesus is back. He came here in Deben, Gauteng, huh? in most areas. Jesus is back. I wish him to come back again now, completely, in 2024. Thank you. Ah, welcome back, Mfoga Trawe. Savuyu Uva Uba Uye Lengkose Tata. Lengkose. Welcome back, Ayabonga. And good evening to the listeners of your show and Metro FM. Yes, we are on the issue of Mumaspala. I would like to say, like Urulin, Balaegi, Labum Zwandil, and Nabongiza. You don't get into the Vazenza, you wasteful expenditures with Babuga, Levazenza, Spapegi, Lavisho, Umamunga, Babam. Yes, by Eggs, Vuela, Uva, Uva, Uzisele, Sida. That is why we are calling through. We run small business and the Siahuzuga. I'm for a thousand. I'm a professional Siahuzuga. Isifa has never come to the party. Into Jengfuna, maybe we must pose a lie on a robo about Pesifa Uba. What is the delay? Good trap fund. Young 2020. We've applied, but there's such a delay. You even wonder what. I hope that doesn't happen because Lama application for more seed and assessive, they are very costly and they are very cumbersome and demanding. And after you've applied to not hear anything back, it's discouraging. Can you please ask them? What is the delay in Gagam funding? Thank you. And uh, maybe we must just keep that comment there and uh, we might want to chop it up uh, the breezy and keep that comment uh, for later on when we have that discussion with uh, Dr. Andlovu. Because, um, you know, if uh, people who are the users of a service or a support measure like the Small Enterprise Development Agency are experiencing it in that way, there's no feedback. The process seems onerous. Uh, then uh, there might be scope for some design rethink around how that uh, service is particularly delivered. But uh, yeah, we'll come back to those. Uh, but uh, do continue to send through your voice notes there to our WhatsApp line. And uh, so my name is Kangalapo Guzo. And uh, you can reach us on 0791914270. We now head into our headlines. The headlines. The headlines on Metro FM Talk. Yeah, and we all know what's had us talking. I mean, tomorrow... Uh, we hope there'll be a resumption in Eteguini of the voting after 
all manner of things happened. Um, and uh, yeah, yesterday South Africans witnessed uh, what uh, has been described by many as a shift in our politics. Uh, the uh, governing party, the African National Congress, uh, losing mayorship in a number of metros, and we know in 2016 also. I think this was the start then of uh, losing a clear outright majority for the ANC in many of our metros. Well, it seems now, uh, I guess if you look at uh, the mayoral councils, uh, things have uh, turned in very, very significant ways for the governing party and uh, whatever you might call it, coalitions, agreements, partnerships, collaborations, any of those agreements or shared voting uh, commitments have uh, certainly turned against the governing party and uh, we asked this evening what this means uh, for the uh, reconfiguration of uh, opposition politics and uh, also I guess uh, for uh, yeah for the functioning of many of these councils because we know whenever we had coalitions be it uh, Bobani out in Nelson Mandela Bay and it seems there's another coalition there in Nelson Mandela Bay and uh, yeah be it uh, what we saw in Tswane the instability since 2016 uh, so uh, I don't know it's a mix some people are quite happy that a certain signal has been sent to the governing party and uh, who one hopes will le learn their lesson and uh, I guess some a bit concerned that uh, we might have reached a permanent state of instability inability to pass budgets and do very very uh, uh, simple processes that uh, make sure that uh, there's water that comes out of the taps, the lights go on and uh, the roads are paved and uh, there's no potholes and all of the services we need are effectively delivered. Kanya Bonani is my guest this evening and uh, she's a political analyst joining me in studio and uh, yeah, to make sense of uh, what's been happening. Kanya? Good evening, my way to Fellow South Africans, good evening. Welcome to Atua the Nandna. Yay! <laughs> let's start there in PE. Let's start in PE because, uh, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people were expecting a lot worse. I mean, I remember mm. just before, probably a week before the elections, uh, you know, uh, going into a few communities in that part of the world and seeing uh, much of the disaffection with politics in general, not just mm -hmm. the governing party, mm -hmm. by many people who mm -hmm. were saying, you know what, you guys come here every five years. Um, so let's talk about how things unfolded there. And uh, yeah, maybe let's start with Gary. You know Gary, Gary van Nikerk. Northern Alliance. Northern uh, Alliance. Yeah, when I saw him there, pole position, I'm like, yeah, I played his game. I think he played a very good game. I think, well, let's start off with, with, the, with the disaffection in politics. I think what, you know, the other big two parties need to understand about how things shaped out in PE is that mm. we have to be very mindful that, yes, coalitions are providing us with, a, a, like one of your listeners said, a breath of fresh air. Mm. But there's still a level of responsibility that comes with now taking on this onerous task over sure. a five-year period. And I think PE, unlike any other metro in the country, has seen chaos now from all Three big three um, big mm. parties now, and they're like, okay, well, if this is not working, we're going to localized, community-based <laughs> political parties, <laughs> and they best deliver. Because also, PE is also shown much like the rest of the country that if you don't deliver, we have no problems getting rid of mm. you. If a by-election comes, we're going to move in the direction where we can get services. So I think PE is just not just a reminder that. You know, voters still have power. And as much as voters have seen, you know, have become disillusioned by politics in general, they still want to use the ballot box. They still want to use the system to shift things in the direction where they where things need to go, mm. where they are central to the conversation. And I think as much as Gary van Niekerk 
was sort of the playmaker. The fact that Eugene Johnson emerged, I'm like... I was about to say, though, I mean, <laughs> what does that mean? Because I guess there's a big question of what some people might call ethno-national or identity-type yeah. politics. Yeah. Uh, if you think about the Northern Alliance and sort of Al-Jama. its message, mm. Al-Jama, Patriotic Alliance, mm. the choice by the uh, governing party of Eugene Johnson... Um, and I guess, you know, whatever constituency a signal was being sent to. What do you make of that? I think with Eugene Johnson, I think the ANC was trying to do two things at once. Mm. One, put in a mayoral candidate that's female because obviously gender parity is something that we haven't spoken about yes. in LGE 2021. And we ha- literally, it's surprising the stat that came out of the IEC as much as there were more female voters to male voters, there was only 37% of councillors put up in all of the mayoral lists, um, in all of the candidate mm. lists overall. So having Eugene Johnson in that pivotal position is a reminder that, yes, we do consider and we do empower and support women in positions of power. So she's going to have to not just navigate and use, obviously, her status as um, a woman of color and also a woman to now navigate the the breaches and the crevices of now these newer parties coming mm. in. But also she has to navigate the fact that not everybody is happy with this outcome. Exactly. I.e. the previous coalition with all of its, you know, mm. grievances and how things ended and now people aren't answering phones, Bobani. But, you know... <laughs> Talk to me about... Uh, let's shift away from Nelson Mandela Bay. Um, I mean, we saw what came out of the city of Joburg. Mm. Um, and uh, maybe before we get there, Ekuruleni. Fun times. I think one of the things that I've realized, especially with the way in which Gauteng metropolitans were handled, mm. because no one was finding consensus anywhere, I think they used the vote at the council to be like, this is where we all stand. Everybody knows what cards are being dealt mm. at what tables. Mm. I know Herman Mashaba took it very personally because I, s- I heard one of the interviews that he did um, with, um, with another station. And, you know, he was trying to navigate it so that he could still seem like he was in some position of power. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And obviously Helen Zilla was like, there was nothing personal. It was just business. But what, the co- what these coalitions are basically showing us by saying that we can't agree, let's go to a vote, is that at the end of the day, this may be us for the next three to five years. Mm. I mean, Tanya Campbell was really surprised. She was like, I can't see this coming. Well, she sounded like she had a speech, right? (laughs) I mean, here's the thing, you know, everybody has to prepare something Mm. at the end of the day, whether there's an outside shot, whether you are in pole position. Mm. I mean, the way in which Messina graciously, you know, in three or four lines decided to be like, well, whatever happens, you know, I serve the city as best as I can. Mm. And I wish that the next person, you know, wonderful endeavors. I think everybody has to prepare something. Everyone needs to leave a space of disappointment because politics is a nasty, brutish and short game. Like, you know, Russell Hobbs used to say, mm. not, not the kitchen appliances, the actual philosopher. <laughs> so, 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 Kanya, I mean, if we think about a cool lady, it's the industrial heartland of Gauteng. Hmm. You know, this is the place where you've got industry, very strategic, you know, hmm. uh, player or element in the crown jewels. I hmm. mean, to lose it in that way. What does that mean? I mean, for the ANC in the context where you've lost that, you've lost Tswane, you've lost Joburg. Uh, we heard what happened out in Mohale City as well. Hmm. Sure. 
I think the African National Con- um, Congress really needs to reconsider its position, not just in, you know, losing the industrial heartland, but also where it stands with the people with regards to, you know, what they expect versus what reality is. Mm. In losing these big metros, particularly in the second biggest economic hub in the country, says a lot about where people stand yeah. with you. Yeah. You're yeah. not creating jobs. You're Ish. not giving them land. Mm. Whenever whenever we need pa- basic services, there is a scandal attached. Let's pause there. Let's pause there, Kaja, because I think I want us to come back to that uh, because it does answer many of our questions. Cheers to great South African brides. And to Mr. Beer. Mr. Beer. Mr. Yonkin Sipiawash. He knows what he's drinking tonight, and it's not what he's brought. It's your castle luck. But hey, you can choose your friends. You can choose your beer, but you can't choose your friend's beer. But whatever happens, when fire, friends, and castle meet, it must be bright clock. So bry, my beloved country, because bry time is castle time. Castle logs. Drink responsibly, bry responsibly. Not for persons under the age of 18. Bradlow's has been around for so many generations. Your grandparents shopped at Bradlow's, your parents shopped at Bradlow's, and now they're giving you a chance to win by sharing how Bradlow's has played a part in special moments in your life. To enter, call us this week on the bridge. We'd love to hear that story where Bradlow's has left an imprint of wonderful memories with your loved ones, and you can win a 5,000 Rand Bradlow's voucher. Bradlow's, quality and style you can afford. Send your voice notes to Metro FM Talk. 0791914270. The headlines. The headlines on Metro FM Talk. Yeah, seven minutes it is before 8 p.m. Uh, you tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. And uh, I'm joined for our discussion on uh, the big headlines, which uh, uh, I guess uh, certainly have to be the shift. Uh, in uh, dynamics in South African politics. I'm joined by Kanya Bonani, political analyst. And uh, Kanya, just before we went to the break, I guess you were saying, you know, if, if you're speaking about an industrial heartland like uh, Ikuruleni is, um, and of course, after 2016, it was one part of the sort of triad, if I might say that, mm. Tswane, you know, city of Joburg and Ikuruleni, mm. where at least the ANC had a presence there. Uh, the, yes, they were running a coalition that just got them across the line. Yeah. But this time around, uh, I guess it must certainly be called comfort. But you were saying that a lot of that has to do with this divergence between what people might promise and commit to and what ideally they should be doing mm-hmm. and effectively what's happening on the ground. Yeah, I mean, we think about Soweto, for example. Peak mm. example. Electricity destroyed the ANC. And guess who came in ready to take up votes? Action SA, mm. 30%. We will never see that kind of win margin again from a brand new party. Mm. You're also seeing, you know, older parties reemerge. Your IFPs, your FF pluses. IFP did really well in the city of Joburg. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody is talking about that. And I think what people need to realize now is that we're no longer we no longer have the luxury to to sit around and give people a hundred thousand chances. Mm, mm. Mm. Now, now I guess you know there's yes the constitution of the mayoral councils and everything else, mm. but any hung situation, irrespective of what voting agreements people arrive at, mm. is always going to create its own tensions and contradictions. Mm. Anything from passing a budget to even I guess prioritizing in your service delivery budget implementation plans, where mm. the money goes. Um, if you look at Ikurleni and you look at what 
I guess, outcome we've seen in Twane, you know, and even in Joburg. Um, what do you expect and anticipate there? I mean, it depends on how you look at it. Um, the thing that I found surprising, especially about Tuane, is how Randall Williams literally retook his seat unopposed. And I was like, that's strange considering that that entire council was literally left in tatters. But why did the ANC no just step away? I mean, and, and not even engage? If somebody could tell me that, I would be very interested in understanding that as well. Because I think that after all of the efforts that were made to completely delegitimize city of Tswane mm. in the past year, you would think there'd be a much bigger fight. So for me, I think that there's a game of cat and mouse that's taking place where we're not quite sure when it might strike, mm. but these tensions will definitely bubble over and they will definitely either lead to by-elections or somebody's head being chopped yeah. off. But you'd remember, Kanya, that also the other issue in Tswane is that the ANC went into this election very much divided yes. in terms of the candidature yeah. of particular yeah. people, yeah. in particular branches in Tswane. I mean, I remember the mm. issues that came out of Mamelodi and in yeah. many other places. Yeah. Um, so, so was the fear maybe that going and maybe contesting for that space would sort of, you know, uh, I guess uh, break and create more divisions straight down the middle in the organization? I mean, I think... It highlights the, the internal issues in the ANC, not just because, you know, there's no consensus surrounding who that candidate should be, mm. right? Because obviously we've heard about how many branches within the ANC have disagreed, by and large, not just with Tw City of Tuane's mayoral candidate, but also some of the NEC's decisions with other mayoral con sure, candidates across sure. the country. I think what's important to take away from this conversation is that if you don't strike first you're going to be left vulnerable later down the line. Mm. And I think ANC made a mistake by not by not fielding out um, a, a secondary candidate because it's not like Randall, um, Randall Williams has the cleanest slate here. Mm. It's not like the DA has run the most efficient um, um, municipality in that five-year period. If anything, the ANC, even if their candidate wasn't somebody that they fully agreed yeah. with, they could at least say, look, we've made multiple mistakes we can understand that but these new guys aren't presenting the best case either but maybe it was a case i guess of being scared of uh, you remember the talk of Titiza situation ah, in 2016. yes yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. and uh, the sense that she was parachuted in yes. you know irrespective of what the facts might be there but let's come back to the city of Joburg. um popalate hmm. uh, comes in as mayor um and i guess at a time where you know Cold comfort for the ANC. I mean, after 2016, you know, there was the Mashaba factor. The yeah. ANC then managed to reconstitute its own, you know, uh, coalition of interests there to effectively govern, yeah. I guess, uh, you know, for the remainder of the last term of local government. And, uh, yeah, this time around, not getting the mandate. I mean, cold comfort, yes. But I think Mpo needs to be mindful and watchful of her own party. I was about to say, which, which Mpo? Mm. <laughs> there are many Mpo's <laughs> in the universe. <laughs> but uh, back to the point. Um, I think that Mpo needs to be also mindful of her own party within the DA and how mm. she was probably one of the few people during the Phoenix, um, Phoenix Uprising massacre that was like, no, this wasn't right. This wasn't the right call. And she literally broke rank. Mm. So I think... One of the things she needs to do, first and foremost, is establish between her and the party that there are going to be moments where I'm going to move the opposite direction as you, and you need to accept that sure, as an outcome. Because sure. remember with Herman Mashaba, Herman Mashaba only left because 
he was ready to break rank. Yeah, but yeah. they were ready with knives. It wasn't mm. just about Musima and Mani. There were also internal battles happening between DAHQ sure, Federal sure, sure. versus Herman Mashaba. Hey, and I guess there might be some alignment on the Palestinian question. So, mm-hmm. so maybe uh, let's leave that aside. But Eteguini. <laughs> you know, I remember uh, just after the results came out, Kulego Shengwa saying, you know, Eteguini is Katele Ikruvani. We're mm. not going to vote with, uh, you know, the people of Florida, Road and Musgrave. Mm. Our Batan, the nice time, who've mm. effectively hollowed out. Um, you know, our, our municipality. Firstly, what do you make of the NEC statement of the ANC coming out in support of Mkulisi Kawunda as uh, the uh, mayoral candidate? And then, of course, um, you know, the scenes that we saw at that meeting uh, yesterday, the disruption by ANC supporters coming in there. Um, and they're reading that clearly here, whatever agreement or whatever, you know, agreement that was uneasy at the seams that had come or arrived at between the IFP and the ANC clearly wasn't going to uh, come to light. that one might have expected. What do you make of what happened in Eteguini and what we might expect tomorrow? Yeah, don't you love the chaos when it just happens in the middle of heated Calculated discussion? chaos, yeah, mobilized <laughs> chaos. Calculated chaos. I mean, I think, one, in terms of the ANC and how it's been moving and how it's backed um, Kaunda, it again, sort of internal politics within mm. KZNPEC spilling out where? In the public. All of our laundry out, out mm. in the wind. I think that what the ANC needs to be careful of, especially because it's happening in two provinces at the same time, is that we're not, we're not outright undermining whatever little power we have left, mm. right, as a party. And as much as, yes, Kawunda isn't necessarily the person we all agree on, he's held Etekwini steady. I'm not saying he's perfect, but he's held steady. Are you comparing him to Mazand? Mazandi, unfortunately, I have no one else to reference her to, uh, him to, but at the same time, remember, Mazandi as well is going through corruption cases. People are coming at her at all mm. angles. Also, we've had opposition political parties come out and say, if she doesn't go, we're going to create more trouble than you need. Right? Remember the IFP at KZN legislature? Mm. That is definitely coming back in part two form. This is why you need to also be mindful of the the, the tension between the IFP and the ANC right now because the IFP decided um, at Umvete um, um, Municipality in Northern KZN to say, Actually, we're fielding our own candidate, mm. and Uncle Grebler won, eh? So I don't think the ANC has many friends in KZN, specifically after everything that's been going on. And a lot of it has to do with how the Mazanti faction has operated. Mm. Mm. Now, I guess, you know, the other issue is that a lot of what the Mazanti factor was about was about a constellation of forces both inside the municipality and outside of it, mm. uh, that created what some might call an economic base uh, mm. for her. And um, in many ways now, if you've lost Umgeni to the DA, you lose Eteguini, mm. um, and you you know you might lose in uh, Richards in. Bay. Yeah. Um, that's all the, I guess, sort of industrial bases in the province of KwaZulu-Natal and uh, potentially might uh, mean the switching off of the taps of even that particular economic base that would have been built around Zandile Kumete and even mm. latterly Golisi um, Kaunda. It's our turn to eat, remember. So I th- if the taps switch off, 
it means that it's back to square one. It, it means that you now need to reset how we think about service delivery and especially when it comes to the tender process because mm. a lot of the things that Mazandi has been implicated for, direct tender. Mm. So again, you know, it comes back to this issue of with all of these changes taking place politically, it almost puts not just the province but the country in reset mode and how mm. do we perceive delivery how do we negate this conversation surrounding compliance being enough but also how do we now effectively hold people accountable i think the the shout out that's probably not going to be made over the next couple of days is to the community forums the mm. the, 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 the the social movements the citizen fronts even the khamienska people all of these little smaller parties that are probably never going to be put in a line of a newspaper. Sure. They're going to be holding important seats that will hold them accountable. And a lot of these little, these little, um, what you may call it, movements and forums are holding six, seven, eight seats within councils, which means mm. they can take any of these big three to a by-election. I mean, think if about required. Makana Citizens Forum. Yes. Right, defenders, defenders of the people. Yes. Yeah. Took a whole percent from the ANC, is running with at least, f- I think it was about eight mm. seats. Mm. Mm. Now, now, if, if we look at what happened yesterday, mm. I'm still trying to make sense of that chaos, right? Um, in the context of, because I mean, they probably went into that election knowing, well, there's a massive likelihood here that we would lose this. Why all of the chaos? triggering a postponement of uh, what some people might feel is seemingly the inevitable? Or is it about saying, let's create at least 48 hours of opportunity to maybe caucus and be able to get in via coalition or you know some, some form of uh, informal arrangement? Honestly and honestly, I will, relate, I will relay this in the form of an analogy. Anyone who's been to a black Methodist church will understand the term unreadiness. I'm not even trying to be funny. And whenever a church person says, I have unreadiness, understand that that, that that church is going to go into at least an hour's conversation before we schedule a revote and before anything gets passed. I think with the ANC understanding that its position is bad, remember how Jesse Duarte said um, they were not going to beg anyone to mm. be in coalition. And I had said, I think it was the same week, there is cognitive dissonance in making such a statement because it means that you don't realize how mm. big the fall is. Sure, sure. Right? So in creating that chaos, I'm not quite sure if if KZNPEC wanted to retreat and be like, okay, let's try this again tomorrow mm. when we have better intel. Or they really understood and realized that these other parties that now have a lot more power than they bargained for. We're going to come together. Mm, mm. And they were going to make their move. Because they've been making their move across the country. KZN was never going to be an exception. Yeah, Let's talk about the EFF. We know the uh, commander-in-chief of the EFF is addressing the media tomorrow, saying, political class. Pressure! Yeah, and we know those presses are always lit. Um, I mean, just... Your assessment of their strategy, strategy or their strategic mm-hmm. perspective going into this? I mean, I think, first and foremost, before everyone forgets, they have got a mayor. 
I think that's going to be the thing. Is that yes. not, is that not where Ace Mahashul is from? I believe so. Paris, ne? I believe so. I believe so. Hey, the ironies make themselves. Yo. It's not even the irony. It is actually. Fezletabi district. Ah. Out in the free state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, for me, I just think that democracy has a very interesting sense of humor. Um, when it when it when it ushers its its lengthy old hand out to 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 um, political parties, and I think that the EFF will not just be celebrating that big old win, but I think it'll also be you know not necessarily explaining itself to the public in terms of why it made the decision to mm. back the DA, even though we've seen many times in the last five years that those two groups are not meant to be together. Mm-hmm. But I think that. You know, CIC is probably pretty happy with how things have run. Yeah. Not just from a, you know, we've grown from in, in national vote count, but also in understanding, you know, how the party is being perceived. I think he'll also try and address the issue surrounding um, that uh, there was a statement from the Eastern Cape province EFF. Was that real? Because I heard some people were saying it's a fake statement. Um, was that verified? Was that real? I mean, I saw a copy of that statement. And to be quite honest, as much as, you know, it's easy to, 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 to pop up, you know, a question of was it real, you mm. know, fake news, misinformation, especially in the last two and a half years. At the same time, in a political party, any political party, yeah. doesn't matter whether you're far left, center, right, you're always going to have contested ideas and sure. ways in which the party can grow and develop and become it the best version of itself. Mm. However, you know, shutting it down and saying that it's that it's fake also sort of, you know, and if they don't address it tomorrow, mm. it will probably open well, up a look, bigger Look, I mean, I'm asking that gaze. because the person under whose hand it was written, ostensibly, Yazini mm-hmm. Tetiana, mm. disowned it. He went out on social media and said, I'm Dim Lupaleland. Hmm. Interesting. So so I'm saying it might be the politics yeah. of it, yes. The politics of um, it, yes. And, and of course, but, but still, I mean, if it does, if it is indicative in any way of a difference in opinion, then I guess that's, that's significant as well. Yeah, I think that I think people need to remember wh- when it comes to any new party is that if you don't have a contestation of ideas, right, even though we all believe in the shared ideology mm. of how South Africa should run, if you don't have those contested ideas, it'll seem, you know, not necessarily authoritarian, but it'll seem very top-down in yes, approach, right? Yes. And I think one of the things that I would like to hope the EFF recognizes, you know, whether it addresses it in the press or tomorrow or in subsequent weeks, months, is that there's nothing healthy about not engaging those, those, mm. those, those ideas. Like, I know, obviously, there are going to be people who say there's a time, there's a place. Why is it being put out in the media like this, yeah, especially yeah. after an election? But at the same time, I don't think that there should be one definitive understanding of how South Africa should move forward, mm. right? Even if it's in the auspices of, you know, economic um, freedom in our lifetime. There are different ways of getting economic freedom in our lifetime. It's just managing how and when within yeah. your internal politics, within your basic unit, mm. you know, you manage these sorts of conversations. So, again, one of the biggest critiques I've had about the EFF is that we don't know its basic, simplest form. And I think for me, when I saw that press statement, I was like, ah, finally, we get to see 
what these ground fighters look like. Mm, how do they ground move? Forces, yeah, how yeah. do they how do they experience sure. this thing? Yeah. Kanya, I want us to pause here for a second. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll take a listen to what people are saying because of voice notes. And uh, yeah, okay. uh, we'll then wrap up our discussion. But uh, right. very interesting comment there because uh, I remember the last uh, presser, you know, uh, Julius Malema said, Mebra, I start a party. <laughs> and then you want to ask about how big my voice is in the party. Yeah. Ah. Give me a chance. There are many who spend, but there's only one put Madlisa. But he, on one summer's afternoon, Madlisa got so tired of waiting for his taxi to be full that he paid for the empty seat himself. He collects SAB empties because he knows there's value in SAB empties. You too can be a Madlisa. Bring back any empty SAB 660 ml bottle and up to participate in retailers for a new deposit price of up to 1.50 per bottle. T's and C's apply. Drink responsibly, not for persons under the age of 18. Voice notes now. 079-191-4270. Good evening, Abonga. Tlagani po tangulela eh last happened. Hey, long time we never. Hey, tlagani po. Hey, there's something that is stepping my mind here. I'm seeing people uh, buying alcohol too much because they heard that the alcohol is gonna be closed. Hmm? I want to know, Ayaboga, if you know or you don't know that that you think is the truth or you must wait for a president to speak. When the, when is the president speaking? He's going to address the nation. Because, hey, Sasa Pira, Absunga, South Africa's is The alcohol is going to be closed. This is going to be closed. Hey, this is December. They must let us. Leave a link, man. Before Corona take us. Good evening, Abonga Tawe. Good evening. First of all, I just want to welcome you back, brother. Yeah, salute, and brother. And then um, let's thank Sis Tommy and uh, Sis Notemba for steering this ship. Um, yeah, young, I'm surprised with this. Uh, Collisions and all that, and what the deer is taking, halting, ekululeni, and all that. But uh, like I said uh, on your show with Sustami, that for me, with collisions, my man, I'm uh, I'm not happy with 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 with, with collisions. Yeah, my party specifically that. Uh, also went in a collision and all that i am not happy with that and all that but um anyway let's my just see i think now they must pull up their sleeves the people must come first uh, basic services message is clear sanitation water electricity jobs the most important thing let people let our people let we the people come out of this poverty and all that yeah thanks for awesome show brother Brandon from Marilba
Uh, good evening, Ayabonga. Uh, good evening. Uh, I'm listening to you guys, and it, it, it's so interesting uh, that in our history, you know, uh, the three important metropolitans uh, in Houting uh, are, are being taken away from the leading part. You know, they can try now and explain themselves, but into isi veli leoguti, bebenga sebet. Askesbani yelava asebe deni le itu basbo. Na abogmele bazi kutuguti. Aksili itu bala abogmele It's not a blank check. It's not a blank check. Asmi yezite mbanati jenga abogmele. Kanya? Yes. The voters are saying So now uh, let us give the others an opportunity. But now it's a blank check. Not at all. Not at all. And I I agree with the listeners. I think that it is high time that politicians are put on notice because at this rate we're almost 30 we're about to celebrate our 30th birthday in mm. about two three years and we need to really see how far we've come what sure. have we developed one person that would be very interesting to talk to is Park Stow. Mm. not for the thing for the reason that you think obviously he was the casualty of 2016 LTE sure, sure. however he was part of the founding group that came up with the whole sphere of, it, of local um, of local government I wonder what he... Thinks. So what, like 1998 white paper on yes. local government types? Back. We spoke to a guy, actually, who was involved in those processes as well. Um, it's Tolembanga. He's from the Cities mm. Network. And he had some fascinating things to share. But he, he said when they were working on that in the 90s, the outcomes that we saw in this election was actually indicative of why they were right. Mm. That you can, at a local government level, be able to get like... Um, Politics that are much more representative of what people need day to day, bread and mm. butter issues. Yeah, mm. Mm. and it shouldn't be only reflective of the top three parties. I'll, mm. I'll I'll end off with this stat, and I want this to sink in for people. This guy called Marius Root, um, he writes for the African Ar- um, Argument. I think he's the editor. Made a very interesting point. Mm. LGE 2016, only 10% of South Africans voted outside of the big three. The big three being the ANC, DA, and EFF. Mm. I know people are going to argue EFF isn't the big three, but you can go but play with is, your guys, mother. Be, come on. You can go play with your mother and father about that chat. Now, 2021 LGE, 21% of South Africans Double. voted outside of the big three. And in a smaller sample. And I know it's a smaller sample, but I think the big take-home here is that the impact of the smaller parties, Mm. the return of your older parties that are giving us like very clear understandings of who they are, what Mm. they represent, what they're going to deliver, are proving to be more effective and are taking the voters where? Outside of our fat cats. Kanya, we've heard from people already saying parties must prepare themselves for 2024. If I was a politician... Uh, it posts as I'm guessing Thomas Balining for 2024. Um, just your, just your, your sense, I mean, of um, I guess you know what politics that particular poll is going to be fought over um, in the next what 36 months. I mean, I think 
one of the good things that we can take forward into 2024 is that people finally understand that local government elections are not about national politics. Mm. Finally, we have that separation. The small parties and the older re-emerging parties are finally reminding us that, right? So moving forward into 2024, as much as we now know that John Sienhausen and Cyril Ramaphosa we know how people feel about them. We know who they are. Mm. We know what they represent for us. They have a much bigger fight on their hands because before even 2024 starts, ANC has NGC, but I'm far more interested in um, looking at the Jan 8 statement and what yeah. the president of the African National Congress is going to say then because that will give us mm. an understanding of is he ready to fight tooth and nail or is he saying, look, this is a bad investment i've put so much money yeah. into this party and we keep losing but aren't there provincial conferences coming up now there are provincial conferences coming up are we gonna see chairs in uh, the eastern cape again i mean chairs could swing anywhere at this point south africa is you know alive with possibilities but i think what needs to also you know emerge from those pro um, provincial meetings is essentially at the core of branch level card carrying members what is our best reflection? What is our best foot forward? Mm. Because that will impact what we then say at an NGC, what we'll then say at national elections. Mm. But we also need to call out a person, especially in the African National Congress, that seems to have flown under the radar throughout this chat. Who's that? Accountability. Fikile Mbalula, head of elections. If this was a corporate job, surely he would be fired for failure to, to, to deliver KPIs? I don't know. Nobody's talking about it. But I'm putting it out in the universe so that somebody, anybody, could perhaps chime in on... Hey! What does that mean now? Because also, remember, Figile is also deemed a young lion. So if a young lion fails, what are the consequences? Yo! Kanya Bonani, let's leave it there. As always, a pleasure catching up with you. And uh, yeah, on that uh, particular note, Kachola. What do you make of that? Do send us your voice notes. Love to hear from you uh, on that particular one. Kanya, thank you very much for your time. <laughs>